Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Everyday Chant Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace <coughs> Aditya Narayan Das Prabhu uh, from Hillsborough, North Carolina to enlighten us on verse 6 from chapter 5 and canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mate, Dhanatanam, Jeshwara Prabhupada, Jeshwara Can you hear me clearly? Yes, Prabhu, we can hear you. Okay. So, thank you all so much uh, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, so, let's get started. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayan Namaskrityam Naranchayva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojaya Magire Nastaprayashu Abhadrayashu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamas Loke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So today we'll be discussing Functioning Bhagavatam Canto 5, Chapter 5, Text Number Evam mana karma vasam prayunte avidhya yatmanya upadhiya mani vitir nayavan maivasudeve nam muchate deha yogena tavat evam mana karma vasam prayunte avidhya yatmanya Upadhiya mane, pritil nayavan, maivasudeve, nam muchate deha yogena tavat. Evam mana karma vasam sayukte, abidhyatmanya, upadhiya mane, pritil nayavan, maivasudeve, nam muchate deha yogena tavat. I'm not sure if anyone else would like to stand the Sanskrit. Proceed word to word. Evam das manaha the mai karma vasam subjugated recruited activities. Prayungte acts avidyaya by ignorance. Atmani when the living entity. Upadiya mane is covered. Pritihi love. Na not. Yavat as long as. Mai unto me. Vasudeva Vasudeva Krishna. Na not. Muchate is delivered. Deha yogena from contact with the material body. Tavat so long. Translation and purpose by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. When the living entity is covered by the mode of ignorance, he does not understand the individual living being and the supreme living being, and his mind is subjugated by fruitive activities. Therefore, until one has love for Vasudev, who is none other than myself, he is certainly not delivered from having to accept a material body again and again. Read the translation again. When the living entity is covered by the mode of ignorance, he does not understand the individual living being and the supreme living being, and his mind is subjugated by spiritual activity. Therefore, until one has love for Vasudev, who is none other than myself, he is certainly not delivered from having to accept a material body again and again. Purpose. When the mind is polluted by creative activity, the living entity wants to be elevated from one material position to another. Generally, everyone is involved in working hard day and night to improve his economic condition. Even when one understands the Vedic ritual, he becomes interested in promotion to heavenly planets not knowing that one's real interest lies in returning home back to Godhead. By acting on the platform of fruitive activity, one wanders throughout the universe in different species and forms. Unless he comes in contact with the devotee of the Lord, a guru, he does not become attached to the service of Lord Vasudev. Knowledge of Vasudev requires many births to understand. As confirmed Bhagavad Gita 719, 
Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samhatma Sudhullabaha. After struggling for existence of many births, one may take shelter of the lotus feet of Vasudeva Krishna. When this happens, one actually becomes wise and surrenders unto him. That is the only way to stop the repetition of birth and death. This is confirmed in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 19.151 in the instructions given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Srila Rupa Goswami at Dasava Medha Ghat. Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jeeva Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata Bija The living entity wanders through different planets in different forms and bodies. But if by chance he comes in contact with a bona fide spiritual master, by the grace of the spiritual master, he receives Lord Krishna's shelter and his devotional life begins. Hare Krishna. Om Ajnati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamsya Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagana Raguna Tamitam Tamsa Jeevam Tadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitan Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sagana Lalita Sri Vishakhan Vitamsya He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Tanamami Hari Priya Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Shri Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna 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 Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinamne Namaste Saraswati Deve Kauravani Prasadine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pachata Deshatadine Hare Krishna So uh, <clears throat> thank you again for this opportunity So see the blessings of all the Vaishnavas By your blessings we can actually speak a few words on this uh, beautiful work here. Okay. <clears throat> so we have been reading this instruction of uh, uh, Lord Rishabdev to his son and uh, and the previous verses that you have read. Actually this entire section is like many verses that Prabhupada has repeatedly quoted in his classes. Right? Starting from the first verse where he actually says Nayam Deho then Tapo Divyam, like you hear that line often in Prabhupada's classes, Tapo Divyam Putrakayena Satvam, as in human form of life is actually meant for performing austerities. What kind of austerities? That actually Divyam, transcendental. Then Mahatyam Dwara Mahurum says. So very, very beautiful verses and very important verses in this section. So today we have come to text number six. Right? Okay. <clears throat> So in this word, the point is being made that uh, it says evam mana karma vasham prayumte. Right? So evam, that so we are continuing from the previous uh, point where he's actually in the previous verse, he's actually he's made the point that both sin and piety lead to bondage. Right? So as long as the fruitive activities continue, the mind is actually absorbed in activities uh, that lead uh, uh, that lead to more and more fruitive activities and that repeats the bondage of birth and death. Right? So thus, thus eva, manaha, mind, karma vasam, subjugated the fruitive activities. So as long as the mind is uh, covered by fruitive activities. And why is that? Why is the mind always covered with fruitive activities? The second line actually says, uh, avidyaya, due to ignorance. Right? Avidyaya, Prabhupada actually explains 
uh, that unless we actually come to the understanding that we are spiritual uh, part and parcel of Krishna, unless we come to the understanding of a real spiritual identity, we are actually in ignorance. So why is the mind actually engaged in these uh, fruitive activities? Because of ignorance. Right? And this point actually has been explained uh, very nicely in Nectar of Devotion by Srila Rupa Goswami, where he actually, in the first chapter, when he explained the symptoms of devotional service, of uh, that of Kleshagni and Shubhada, when he is discussing the Kleshagni, he actually explains the cause of our suffering in this material world. And one of the causes he actually says is Abhidya. And he explains that because of ignorance, Right? Because of ignorance of who we really are, what's our real identity, what's our purpose of existence. Right? Because of this ignorance of our Sambandha Gya. Right? Sambandha so Because of ignorance of that, what happens is it actually leads to Bijam, sinful desire. Because we do not know who we are, how we are supposed to act, we actually have desire to do something which is contradictory or which is taking us away from our real constitution position, and that is sinful activity. So, uh, yeah, so, so the avidya is actually the cause of sinful desires in the heart. It's actually Rupa Goswami explains as detail, it's like seed in the heart. And because there's a sinful desire in the heart, right, these sinful desires will actually lead to problem, sinful action. Because we have a desire to do something which is sinful, we we'll naturally do that in our actions, right? And so that leads to papam. So bijam leads to papam, and papam leads to when you actually do sinful activities, it leads to aparabdha karma, which actually leads to prarabdha karma, right? And of karma, aparabdha karma means the uh, sinful reaction, which we, is not yet fructified. It's actually stored in our heart, and as Prabhupada explains that someone has stolen something, but he is not yet punished for it, right? So, yes, punishment is waiting him, but he is just not caught yet, right? So, similarly, we have done some kind of papam, and we have that aparabdha karma in our heart, right? And that aparabdha karma, as time progresses, will be converted to prarabdha karma, right? And the consequence of having this aparabdha karma is there is actually a sinful a proclivity or a disposition in our heart. Right, kutam. And that kutam, that proclivity, actually again leads to sinful desire. Right? So, so basically like the example is given that someone from previous life may have some proclivity to steal, let's say, right? to steal something. Now, that proclivity is sitting in his heart. And maybe in this lifetime he has not actually done as such any kind of stealing. But when the opportunity comes, you know, he's in a store, no one is looking, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is so good, but I don't have the money to get this. Let me just see. That proclivity which is uh, sitting in the heart will actually come out when uh, that is a particular environment, you know, that furthers that proclivity. And then at this moment, he may actually see. And once he does the stealing, then what happens? Then again, he's doing papam, and that will lead to a part of the karma. And why am I going into this detail? Why am I going through this cycle? Because... I want to make the point that this entire cycle is actually one way, if you see, starting from avidya to uh, bijam to papam to apranabdha to kutam, it is like a uh, continuous cycle, one after another, one after another, one after another. Like how Prabhupada explains, like a Ferris wheel. Like if you go to all these, uh, 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 what's it called, melas, right? <laughs> you know? So uh, these uh, different like fairs and so on, like in India, it's very common. You, know, you see all these ferris or uh, what they call the uh, you know, ferris wheels, like the uh, the rides that go up and then bring you down, go up, bring you down. It's like a just like a continuous cycle, up and down and up and down, and where just these proclivities are just taking us to beat them, uh, to commit sinful activities, and then beat them and stop them, and it's going on and on and on for. We don't know how long, right? That's why uh, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he actually sings in a bhajan. He says, uh, Anadi karma phale, pori bhavan, uh, bhavan na jale, tori bare na dekhi upar. Right? 
Anadi karma phale, this karma fal is like actually anadi. You don't even know when it's actually begun. It's almost like this going on eternally. You know? And that's why some places will actually read where it is said that the conditioning of the living entity is like eternal. It's actually not exactly eternal in the sense like, you know, that it's always been there. But it's been so long that we are stuck up in the cycle of, of uh, which I just described, this entire cycle, that it just seems like there's no beginning to it. Like so long, so long, almost like eternal. Right? So, anadi karma phale. Right? So, without beginning, we are actually engaged in this karma phale, fruitive activity we actually described in this word. Puri bhava navajale. And because of this, uh, he's saying, Tori bare na deki And I see no means to actually deliver myself from this great ocean of Bhavar Navajale, of Nishiyan. And because of that, what happens? E vishaya hala hale, diva nise hiya jale, mana kabu sukha nai pai. Day and night, my heart is burning from the poison of these karma phale and mana kabu sukha na pai. And on this account, my mind never finds any sukha. Mana kabu Sukha nahi paai. There is no happiness. And because there is no satisfaction for the mind, what does it want to do? Again, it wants to try to enjoy more in, uh, fruitive activities again and again and again. And the cycle just seems untraceable. Untraceable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason I'm going through these details is we need to understand that this, you know, just that, okay, we all are on the path of bhakti. But how did we even come to the path of bhakti? With one, on one hand, the cycle seems that it will never end. You know, we'll just keep engaging in the same thing. And also in Bhagavad Gita, in second chapter, text 44, Krishna makes the point, Bhogeshware prasatatman taiha parsatetasam vivasatmika buddhi samadho Right? Bhogeshware, those who have the desire to enjoy bhoga, right? material enjoyment and aishwarya opulence, for them, the determination to take up bhakti is not even there. Right? So when I read this verse, like, you know, I often I think on this verse, that, you know, how come? It's not that I was determined that, okay, now I should get out of the cycle and then I have to see what is the solution and take up bhakti. That was not, like, I, I saw this thing that how did we actually take up this part of bhakti? On one hand, the cycle seems like an unending, like an infinite cycle. Mm-hmm. How in math, even if you see the symbol infinity, like a, like a flipped over eight, it's like always you go around and round and round. There is a way to cut out of it. There is no way. Yeah. So, and then, uh, okay, and then the lines three and four very interestingly says that until one has love for Vasudev, he cannot get liberated. Then that further makes it even, the question becomes even more uh, difficult that, okay, I am stuck up in the cycle, and unless one has love for Vasudev, but where will that love come from? Mm-hmm. Where will that love come from? So, I don't have that love. So, that means I'm just going to continue in the cycle. Right? So, that is the main key, and it's important thing that we actually, we were in the cycle, just going on and on and on, like an infinite cycle. Right? But how come we have come to this point? It's not that uh, you know, we had love for Vasudev and that helped us from us. No, it doesn't work that way. Right? So, so hence, in purport, Prabhupada actually, it is so expert, Prabhupada in this purport, he's actually talking of the section uh, of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions to Rupa Goswami. And this actually purport is a summarizing the first few instructions that Lord uh, the first few verses that Lord Chaitanya spoke to Rupa Goswami. So, we still have to find out that how does the living entity break the cycle? You know, one way the cycle seems impossible to break, how does the living entity break? The main key point here, as Prabhupada quotes in his work, Brahmande Brahmite Kono Bhagyavan Jiva Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Dasyati That on the own, the living entity cannot break the cycle. The cycle is unbreakable. 
but when a living when a uh, a devotee you know sees the suffering that we are going through that uh, <clears throat> when he actually sees that how i quoted that mana kabu sukhana pai that you know we are all suffering e visha hala hale is suffering we are drinking poison and when a devotee sees that how you know this living entity he is a part and parcel of krishna but he is stuck up in the cycle you know there's no way for him to get out and when his mood of compassion you know when the pure devotee or devotee actually showers his glance on us and says like oh this person is suffering so much let me you know do something let me do pray for him let me somehow help him get out of cycle just that the devotee desire for us that that is our key to get out of that infinite loop otherwise it is impossible otherwise it is impossible so initially the way to get out is that uh, guru krishna prasade pai bhakti rasadi some other we receive that's why the mercy is said causeless why why so many living entities are stuck up in the same infinite loop how come i got the mercy it is causeless and it is only when we get the causeless mercy of a devotee of krishna then our brahmanda bhramite the brahmanda bhramite going up and down this material world the same the ferris wheel example go up come down go up come down go up come down konyo bhagyavan oh that person is very fortunate because everyone is stuck up in infinite loop but somehow that person has become fortunate that he has received this bhakti prapti now who can give this bhakti prapti so um okay before i go into that point actually this word just to complete the entire flow of the word so this uh, line 3 and uh, i and make the point that it is until one has love for vasudev pritir na yavan mai vasudeva mai here the sabde is saying like unto me you know because the sabde is also uh, incarnation of vasudev krishna right so unless someone someone has love for me then uh, or you know one way you can say until that seed of bhakti appears in his heart he cannot get out na mutyate deha yogena tavat tavat means so long so until he gets the seed of bhakti in the heart he cannot be liberated from deha yogena this uh, from this material body okay. proper answer he certainly he certainly not delivered from having to accept the material body again and again and again okay. so when you think about this you know it is actually really nice to meditate on this point how we are stuck up in this infinite loop and how we actually receive the mercy of a devotee and it's only the mercy of a devotee you know, that we have been able to take up the path of bhakti and this actually creates the greatest gratitude in the core of our heart for our spiritual master for shri prabhu pa that you know i was stuck up why did the you know the guru proper actually shower that glance on me i don't know is this causeless how much grateful i should be to my spiritual master so pralad maharaj he is actually in his prayers to lord narsimhadev he is looking at lord narsimhadev he is praying to lord narsimhadev so krishna there in the form of narsimhadev standing right in front of me and he actually says oh Hare Krishna Hare Krishna okay can you hear me through yes okay some of the line got muted and so i'm making the point that how pralad maharaj he, he is right in front of lord narsimhadev but what is he saying how can i leave the service to my spiritual master right and he is actually saying i was in the deep dark well of material uh existence but my spiritual master narad muni 
has liberated me from this. How can I ever leave this service? So when you meditate on this point, how we are stuck up in this infinite loop, the only mercy of Guru, then we'll always have the conviction, that gratitude that how can I ever leave the service to my Guru? How can I ever leave service to Shri That is all I have. That is all I have. Let me just always, always just meditate on how can I serve? How can I serve my spiritual master? How can I serve Srila Prabhupada? That should be my only meditation because it's only by their mercy that I have been able to come out of this anadi karma fali. Right? So, uh, so that's the verse here. Right? Because uh, it says due to ignorance, avidya, the jiva is engaged in this anadi karma fali, which is translated here as karma vasham, and until one receives that seed of bhakti in the heart, he cannot get out of this uh, uh, material body, and this, uh, taking material body again and again. Okay? So that's the essence of this word. Now, in the purport, uh, Prabhupada, as I mentioned, he's actually explaining the point from uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions to Rupa Goswami. In those instructions, uh, first of all, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained that how there are so many innumerable living entities, right? like 8.4 million species, and they're living entities everywhere. They are like chitkana, they are like particles of spirit. They are everywhere. Right? Now, Prabhupada gives the example sometimes you see sun coming through your window, and you may see particles right, of dust in the sun rays. How many particles are infinite? It's like so, just like that. They are infinite particles, right? So infinite living entity, right? Uh, Bhagavad Gita second chapter says, Sarvagata. They are everywhere, you know, in water, in land, in air. It's everywhere, right? And then uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes further and says, out of these unlimited living entities, right? Some of them are immovable, and some of them are movable. Right. Actually, here is Tavara and Jangama. Tavara means like trees, in, immovable living entities, and Jangama means movable living entities. And then he goes further and says, out of those movable living entities, there are so many different species, but just one of those species is Manusha Jati, or human being. Right. And in this Manusha Jati, like most of them are just like uncultured. Like with no inclination for spiritual life. A very small percentage of them are actually Vedanishta. So if you see, Prabhupada, if you see, uh, one by one he's actually explaining. So generally everyone is involved in working hard day and night to improve economic conditions. And that's basically Manisha Jati, which is mainly all these uncultured um, nature. In the sense that they are not interested in spiritual life. And then further says Prabhupada says, even when one understands the Vedic ritual, so among all the living entities, among all the Manusha Jati, there is a small percentage who are Vedanistas. Vedanistas means those who follow the Vedic principles. Right? Uh, understand the Vedic ritual, he becomes interested in promotion to heavenly planets. Right? So even those Vedanistas, most of them are just interested in um, um, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting one verse. In the second chapter, when Krishna actually makes the point, Vedavata uh, Rataha, right? He actually says most of them are just uh, interested in promotion to Hadimitan of all the Vedanistas, right? And then, of those, of those Vedanistas, then uh, Prabhupada says, by acting on the platform of actually one wanders towards the universe in uh, different species and forms. So, out of those Vedanistas, there are some who are karmanishtas, like fruitive activities. And out of those karmanishtas, very small percentage are jnanis. Right? So see, you see Prabhupada's purpose. If you don't see the relationship between how Prabhupada is explaining from the teachings of Lord Chaitanya to Rupa Goswami, you'll miss what Prabhupada is making. It seems like, oh yeah, Prabhupada always, uh, this is like kind of repetition. Right? But Prabhupada is actually explaining that main point. Unlimited jivas, form unlimited jivas, there is a moving, unmoving, Savara Jangama, from uh, Jangama, movable living entities, that's one small uh, species, that's Manusha Jati, and in that Manusha Jati, most of them 
are just engaged in science gratification activity. Very small percentage are Vedanistas. Out of those Vedanistas, a very small percentage are Karmanistas. Out of those, a very small percentage are Gyanis. And hence, Prabhupada talks of Gyanis in the next part of the purpose. Where he says, Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samhatma to Dulava. Bahunam, Janmanam, Ante, Gyanavan, Maam, Prabhupada. Those are Gyanis. Out of those Gyanis, Bahunam, Janmanam, Ante, after many, many births, right? He actually says, uh, out of these Gyanis, Sudulava, very rare, is actually a, a liberated person. Right? A liberated person. And out of those liberated persons, very few are Krishna Bhakta. Right? In the section, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu quotes as well, Krishna Bhakta Nishkam Atayeva Shanta, Bhukti Mukti Siddhi Kami Sakali Ashanta. And only a Krishna Bhakta is actually really Nishkam. Nishkam means he has no other desire other than desire to please Krishna. Atayiva Shanta. And hence he is the only one who is Shanta. Otherwise, Bhukti, Mukti, Siddhi, Kami, all of them are a Shanta. Not peaceful. Right? Cannot be peaceful at all. And then he actually says, Mukta Nam Siddhanam Narayana Parayana. Sudhulabha Prasantatma Kotisha Api Mahamune. Sort of uh, millions and millions of, you know, coming down, you can uh, consider like, you know, we are taking a big entire set and coming out smaller, 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 smaller. And I think so few people are actually the devotees of the Lord. Muktanam Api Siddhanam Narayana Parayana. Hardly one is actually Narayana Parayana was actually a devotee of Lord Narayan. Right? So how rare is devotee and how we, out of so many living entities, have become fortunate to actually receive that bhakti rata deed. Okay. And then Prabhupada says, that is the only way to stop the reputation of birth and death. What is that way? Unless he comes in, one comes in contact with a devotee of the Lord, a guru. Right? He does not become attached to the service of the law. So, so how rare, how uh, fortunate we are yeah. that out of so many divinities, so rare devotees are. And somehow the devotee, you know, he travels everywhere, he tries to give, shares the mercy of Krishna to everyone. But there are so many infinite divinities. How come I got that mercy? Only causeless mercy. It's only causeless. Right? And uh, we should feel ourselves like so fortunate. Out of millions and millions of living entities, we are actually become fortune. Right? And once we realize that fortune, who has created our fortune? Only our Guru. Should a problem. Right? So when we have that idea, then as I was quoting from Pandan Maharaj's prayers, actually says, how can we ever leave our service to Srila Prabhupada? Our main meditation is, how can we serve the mission of Srila Prabhupada? How can we please Shri Prabhupada? How can we do something that brings a smile on Shri Prabhupada? That should be our only concept, only consideration. And then, yes, sir, Prasada, Bhagavad Prasada, when no, Prabhupada, Guru Janta, please, Prabhupada is please, then Krishna is please. Right? That will happen. But the main focus is how to see our Guru. Right? And then actually, uh, in the section, uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu further, he actually makes the point to Rupa Goswami that it's not that once we have received the seed of bhakti, then that's it. You know, we we are okay. That's it. We see the point is we are in that infinite loop, and when we got the seed of bhakti, it's an opportunity for us to get out, get out, and come come back to the lotus feet of Krishna, right? And hence, Rupa Goswami says that is just the start that we have somehow received that. But after that, what should one do? Mali Hane Karese Bija Aropan Shamana Kirtan Jale Karese Station. It says you should become a gardener. Mali Hana, you should become a gardener. And what should you do? You should actually Karese Mali Hane Karese Bija Aropan. You have to cultivate that seed of devotion. And how do you cultivate? Shamana Kirtan Jale Karese Station. You have to actually water it. Every day. If you don't water it every day, the plant will dry. 
after like so rare we have received the seed then if we uh, don't take care of it then that's it. we miss the opportunity the seed is there but you know miss the opportunity in the sense that yeah, we don't know it could again take lifetime for us to again uh, you know uh, come back and uh, cultivate the seed further right? so every day we have to take care of that seed how by going to gardener and water shamana kirtan jale water it by uh every day hearing and chanting mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then he actually uh, further he explains how the seed actually if you regularly water it uh you hear, chant every day then the seed slowly grows into the plant and the first two leaves of the plant is kleshagni and sukadha those are the first two like how you see when a seed sprouts when two leaves come up One is Kleshagni and one is Shubhada. Kleshagni means all our material distress are, are vanquished and Shubhada, all auspicious things come from it. And then the seed actually, the plant goes further, further. And it describes that Rupa Goswami is saying that how the plant actually, it's uh, like a creeper. It penetrates the wall of the universe and it goes beyond the Viraja river which affects the material and spiritual world. It goes beyond the Viraja river. it enters into the brahman effulgence and finally it reaches the spiritual sky where it actually gives the fruit at the uh, fruit of love at the lotus feet of shri radha krishna right? so that is that is the uh, the entire process so uh, yeah so that's the process that rupa goswami says so you know when we actually it's good to meditate on these points and how we have so fortunate to receive mm-hmm. then we'll not take bhakti lightly yeah. then we'll be more serious and that you know how rare how rare it is that we have got this thing and how rare devotees are you know that's the other point that there's always keep that devotee association is so precious so precious we shouldn't take it for for granted we shouldn't take it lightly you know because devotee itself like you know thinking like how proper explains and going through that entire section of teachings of lord chaitanya unlimited living entities and then manushya jati and vedanishta and karma karmanishta and gyanis and uh, muktis and then krishna bhakta so rare devotee yeah. and uh, so devotee association and also our gratitude to our uh, guru and shiva prabhu like uh, we are coming to the end of the year and of year 2021 and uh, you know at the end of the year normally i encourage like you know devotees like this is a time to actually feel grateful for all the opportunities of devotional service that we actually got in this year you can say for an entire life but let's focus on this year how much we are blessed to have devotee association what all programs we were allowed to take part in you know and it is developing that mood of gratitude you know i mean develop that mood of gratitude then the heart becomes very fortified you know, that we can actually accept the mercy more and more and we can actually serve with more and more enthusiasm okay um let's see and uh, yeah i think i will stop here uh, let's see if anyone has any comments any realizations any questions Hare Krishna Prabhu ji madanat pranam all glories to yes, Shri Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj so uh, thank you so much Prabhu ji for the association and wonderful class so we know that there are three modes of material nature right uh, uh, goodness uh, passion and ignorance right so uh, mm-hmm. now if we understand that there's one person like who's uh, like a devotee and there's another person who's not a devotee right so even devotees fall into pray to this uh, modes uh, generally right even if he's doing devotional service is that true or uh, only the you know this um, non devotees are are in this boat of uh, you know moving from one mode to the other <coughs> well you know to your question it depends on what do you mean by devotee mm-hmm. like 
how Prabhupada explained that even a practicing devotee, he actually refers to them as devotees. So, like how Bhagavad Gita makes a point, Maam Cha Yogya Vicharina Bhakti Yogina Sevate Sa Gunan Samacheta and Brahma Boyai Kantade, 14th chapter. Maam Cha Yogya Vicharina. So those who are actually engaged in devotional service, they are about the three modes of materialism. In 14th chapter, Krishna clearly explains what are the three modes, goodness, action, ignorance. And the end, he actually gives, how can we rise above the three modes? Maam Cha Yogya Vicharina Bhakti Yogina. You have to engage in Bhakti Yoga. Right. So, uh, as practicing sadhakas, are we free from the mood? It depends on what is our intensity of devotion. You know, what is our, uh, how advanced we are in devotion. As we progress in devotional service, then the influence of the modes on us reduces to the extent that we are progressing in our devotional life. You know, and we, this we can practically see. Right? This is not something that, you know, uh, I'm sure everyone has experienced, like, okay, initially, you know, before we talk of Krishna consciousness, how the mode, like, you know, mode of ignorance in the morning, this mode is so strong and the passion, we just get so passionate, work, 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 oh, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And as we gradually progress in Krishna consciousness, we see that, okay, now, you know, the modes are not so pushing or pulling, you know, both, actually. You know, they don't pull us so much, they don't, you know, like, uh, affect us so much, you know. Because now gradually we are progressing and this is a sign, this is like a test of how much we are progressing, how much are we still influenced by the mood. And for a pure devotee, certainly, Mahamsa Krishna is clear saying, Mahamsa Yoga is challenging, Bhakti Yoga, you know, Guna and Samati Taitan. He is above the three modes of material. Right? But you have to come to that platform. Brahma Bhuya Ekalpati. That is actually, like, uh, almost one can say that's the Brahman realization platform, but he is no longer influenced by the three modes of material nature. But it's a process. It's a process. As we progress, then the influence reduces. So, uh, does that answer your question? There's another point I can make here, that even while practicing devotional service, uh, um, uh, Kapil Muni, the third uh, cantor of Bhagavatam, he says like even devotional service, based on the practitioner, that what mode he is more prominent in, then his devotional service, if it's not pure, then it will take the characteristics, like Bhakti itself is always pure, but the devotional devotee will have that particular mood of engaging in Bhakti. So what is Bhakti, practiced by a devotee more in the mode of ignorance, is like, yes, he is doing Bhakti, but what is his mood? His mood is like more like a separatist mentality. Mm-hmm. So that is more of like, you know, uh, still being like, oh, why is this person doing this? And, you know, all those things. Then that's more in mode of ignorance. Yeah? And then there is a couple of actually explaining bhakti more in mode of passion. And then bhakti more in mode of goodness. Yeah? Uh, like, again, this is not bhakti itself is pure. But based on the practitioner, couple of money is actually giving those instructions. Okay, that is in uh, third canto, it is uh, chapter 28. Okay, you can find that there. Um, so, I hope that answers your question, Matthew. You know, so, is a devotee about the three modes? Well, it depends on uh, what is his uh, level of devotion. Yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much. Prabhuji, one more question is there, like, um, if, uh, you know, like, we've been placed, all of us have placed in a certain situation in life, right? So sometimes, you know, our, um, you know, children are not devotees. Uh, if parents are both devotees, very, very nice. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the spouse is not devotee or sometimes the parents are devotees, but uh, the children are devotees, but the parents don't want to take it up. There's so many different, different scenarios in one particular household only, right? So uh, how do we understand that? And then suppose there's another household in which like generation generations there are devotees only you know like um, mother father devotee kids become and then their kids become so uh, how do we understand this that um, uh, what is the connection of this to our previous life and um, do we really bother much about it or like Lord Chaitanya mentions that you know wherever you are you just practice Krishna consciousness and whatever position you're in you know so that's true. I mean, we can practice in whatever position we are. But then Lord Chaitanya also says 
that you know associate with devotees you know and um, that's very very important like don't even just don't go close to a person who's non devotee so uh, then you know like the thing comes is like it's very strangling sometimes when you know that and it's frustrating also but it should not be i know because bhakti is a very uh, uh, it's a very um, it should be like uh, you know uh, something we should do it cheerfully because we always uh, you know hear from the shastras that krishna is like always smiling i was hearing lately that even when he was fighting you know um, i don't know with whom there was a smile on his face so he's always happy cheerful you know playing his flute and um, he loves cows and you know so many things we hear about him which are so so wonderful and uh, i mean he's like a cheerful person so since we are we are worshiping him we are uh, uh, you know we should also get that bhava in us obviously we don't have those qualities but with time we should develop but going back to my previous question um, so uh, you know in the material world in a situation like this where everybody is devotee wo to theek hai but then uh, you know in the other situation uh, uh, what is the best consolation one can give oneself like one should say okay fine you know it's like uh, it's my own uh, in my previous life uh, uh, you know it's like i was never into a devotee association now since i i, I have seen how you know wonderful devotee life is but then everyone around me is not devotee but still i will just continue it and uh, maybe don't be that strong or you know because um, uh, how much association also rubs on each other in the household we stay in also uh, many times you know so so do you have some thoughts to share i normally don't ask this question i haven't asked this question for a long time but it's just that uh, your class motivated me to you know you also mentioned one uh, some sukruti you were saying ek hoti hai jo you know which you get from the previous life okay. i forgot that yeah, sorry yeah. one minute so let me let me answer the first point before you proceed so yes prabhu thank you uh, how do we understand like uh, in the family there are like you know the devotees they often don't take devotion service and so on right so one point is certainly like everyone has a proper self everyone has to fly their own uh, plane you know like how proper gives the example when you see a uh, a flock of birds flying together you know like that they have the formation normally you see in the sky there's so many birds they they form like a triangular shape or different shapes and they fly together every bird has to flock uh, has to flap their own legs it's not that oh this person uh, the person in front of me is flapping the wings so i i don't need to so everyone is that way independent to take up devotional service you know so uh so in a family yes you know someone may be devotee and others may see that person taking up devotional service but still not be inclined to take up you know and everyone is independent so based on their conditioning you know they may be like you know not so inclined you know but that does not mean to say that because that doesn't mean to say that oh they are in the same house of a devotee so certainly they are getting spiritual benefit you know that's why it says like any one person in the house becomes a devotee everyone actually gets spiritual benefit they may not realize they are not actively chanting but just that one person has become a devotee everyone is getting spiritual credit right so maybe like you know in front of our eyes we are not seeing them take a spiritual life but because that spiritual credit are accumulating in them just unknowing right because they're in the same house in the house like you know they don't know but they may be accepting krishna prasadam every day you know so they are acquiring all the spiritual benefits and when the spiritual benefits mature they take up devotional service now that this lifetime or next lifetime that we don't know you know but still it's like since they are in the association of devotees in that way it will happen soon you know it will happen soon because all that sukriti is going to fructify at a particular moment right so yeah that's the point yeah. thank you prabhu ji thank you for your thoughts and <clears throat> one more thing like we said no hamara there has there was something in our previous life that you know we uh, got connected again it was like uh, it never goes waste our these spiritual credits never go waste 
whatever bhakti we do it doesn't go waste so but there are some things uh, we see that um, of course uh, you know suppose we were like a bhakt uh, a devotee and then we we were born in a family where we were not devotee and we were raised certain years certain years and then you know we are like uh, suddenly we become devotee because we got shri prabhupad's books or you know some devotee encouraged us now several times we see that there's a devotee in the movement uh very nicely they're doing one mataji is doing very nicely you know she always wears a sari she's a very uh, strongly in the uh, you know like uh, doing everything possible but then suddenly after some time you see that she is completely uh, you know doesn't want to do seva at all and she is in the material world wearing western dresses and like that so um, you know completely she has left bhakti so now uh, it, it is like um, what kind of bhakti was that person doing that the person left completely in this lifetime only see one thing can be understandable that is, like you know that that you know that's not so uh, surprising like how proper said like don't be yeah. surprised who stays oh don't be surprised uh uh hmm. yeah don't be surprised if people leave you know okay because maya is so strong you know? maya is really strong so you know like if someone comes to krishna consciousness they are doing bhakti they are chanting they are doing service everything hmm. that is their eternal credit like based on okay now they have left they are not doing it that does not mean that their bhakti wasn't good or you know their bhakti was of a low class or you know we cannot judge that maya is very strong and just <laughs> between them and krishna you know in between hmm. so krishna is certainly like you know we know krishna how he is so grateful for even a little amount of service done so certainly krishna has noticed whatever service anyone has done due to some reason in front of our eyes we are seeing that okay now they are not continuing their uh, devotional activities but still our mood should them should always be at that of respect you know how can we judge that oh what maybe that person like he was standing like this and that's why he left that's not the mood of a devotee yes okay yes. we even judge like someone's bhakti right so our main thing is like okay unfortunately like they are not doing it how can i still hmm. you know help them develop have a fl- friendly relationship with them even if they don't want bhakti you know, just have a friendly relationship like just call them and just say like oh how are you doing you know i just wanted to check on you just that not that oh Uh, I'm seeing you're not chanting. No, you should chant. You're chanting so good. If you push too much, they will go more away from you. Mm-hmm. They'll go more away. So just be a you know like a friend. Just be like a regular friend. How's your work going on? You know, just be a friend to that person. And when they see the love, that's what is going to bring them back. Like oh, that person still cares for me, even though I'm not chanting. even though i am not uh, doing seva in the temple i have gone back to my previous habits they still love me so much they still care for me that this should be the mood of a devotee that's it our love and care should be like you know krishna love and care for each one of us unconditional year after we do all sorts of nonsense but still he loves us we should try to imbibe like a small drop of that mood that irrespective of what uh, you know devotees like take up they leave Our mood should always be that of love and care for them, you know. And, and we have so many stories, like you know, even Prabhupada disciples who, like during Prabhupada's time, they did such amazing seva, right? Seva that you know sometimes we feel like, oh, who else? They have certainly empowered by Prabhupada to do such kind of seva, you know. And you know, amazing, amazing years of seva, right? And then after Prabhupada left, due to some reason, they stopped chanting. They may have. you know they may be gone back to their previous habits but there are examples of like people who have gone away like in the sense like you know to our vision gone away from uh, krishna consciousness not chanting doing you know some previous habits but at the end of their life like there's one story where at the end of the life that proper disciple though like for i, I think for last decade he was not chanting or anything he just like at the end of his life is like Oh, Prabhupada, you came, and he left his body. So, see, Prabhupada's love for each one of us. Any service a person has done, 
You should always be grateful that, oh wow, he did so much seva for us, for the temple. He has served Krishna. How fortunate is that person? And also like a devotee does not see so much in terms of time in relationship to others. Okay, now he, he, he did practice Krishna consciousness for 10 years. Now he's not doing it. It's just a matter of time. You know, maybe in front of my eyes, I don't see him. But it's a matter of time. He's going to come back, thank Hare Krishna and go back home back to Father. Once he's done, service is, uh, you know, Krishna has noted that, then his path is going to be. Maybe in front of my vision, I'm not able to see that. But, you know, we see more in terms of not just like a few years, a month, or, you know, it's like, you know, okay, one more lifetime, maybe, for that person. Who knows? But our mood should always be that of love and care for everybody. You just call and say, like, how are you doing? You know, how is your job? How are your children? Like, just be a friend to them. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much for explaining this. And in the beginning, you mentioned that, uh, yes, Maya is so strong, right? You said that. Yes. So when we say Maya is strong, means that, uh, you know, Maya is like, doesn't want non-serious people, you know, going to Vaikuntha or or um, Golakadham, once serious people, they don't want to disturb, you know, the serious uh, senior devotees there and Krishna, I mean, they don't want to disturb them. So she's doing her part. So basically, when we say Maya is strong, it means that there is something, something about us that, you know, we wanted uh, to have that independence and enjoy certain desire in the material world and say, okay, let the Krishna consciousness be on a hold right now. I need to do this and this and this, you know. And uh, so that's how we get into Maya. So Prabhupada explained that one way a devotee asked Prabhupada, why is Maya so strong? He said, Maya is... Uh, actually, he made the point that it's not that Maya is so strong. It is that your determination is weak. Mm-hmm. Our determination to take up Krishna consciousness is weak, and hence we are giving room to Maya to come and uh, make a hindrance in our spiritual life. If our determination is strong, then we'll be steady on our path of devotional service. You know? And Prabhupada also explained that you know Maya is strong. We say that in the sense like it's almost like the example is given that we are holding on to a tree, and we are saying, "Oh, please leave me! Please leave me!" Mm-hmm. Like you are holding on to a tree. Why are you saying leave me? You can leave if you want. Mm-hmm. And this is a, like a practical point also. Like we are attached to maybe this habit, this habit. But just we, you know, in the association of devotees, we just say like, okay, why am I wasting time? Finish it. No more. You know, if you get that determination, then Krishna will actually give us strength to go further and further. Mm-hmm. So we say Maya is strong in the sense that. Uh, you know, how in that bhajan by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, Gopinath Bhajan, he, says, like, he actually prays, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, every year here is your Maya Shakti. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to take a Krishna consciousness. So, you know, everywhere you look around, people are engaged in sense gratification activities. So that's it, yes, Maya is strong. Mm-hmm. But uh, association of devotees, engaging Kirtan, that is the safest place for each one of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Just some basic questions uh, I was reviewing and trying to uh, uh, get the answer because, you know, that's why Prabhupada, he repeated so many things in the Bhagavad Gita. So many times he said, we are not the body, we are the soul because we really need repetition. And see, in the material world, people keep repeating things because they want the other person should get LEO'd or buy this and that. They're doing that kind of repetition, but Srila Prabhupada knew how things will progress. So by, you know, like, um, I feel by asking questions uh, which might have been asked by me by many, many times, but I need to again, uh, you know, reassure myself. uh, And uh, like the best point I liked was you said that even if they have gone away, you just stay in touch with them, be friends, be nice. And that's what actually will count, you know, because even in our lifetime, uh, the memories that we um, encounter, you know, when we are sitting by ourselves, say we don't have anything much to do, we finished our rounds, 
we always remember the good things a person has, uh, you know, when the bad things come in our mind, we are like, we just don't want to think about it. But all the good things, oh, this person said like that, or this person was so kind. This one, you know, put such nice prashadam they packed for me. So all the good things we remember in our life. So it's very important to share that. So at least uh, there is a chance that they can come back, you know. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing that point, Prabhuji. So if anybody else has comment questions for Prabhuji, otherwise then we can end the call. We're almost uh, reaching to 8.30. Hare Krishna. Okay, Hare Krishna. So if uh, no one has any further questions, we'll stop here.